In the song at the end of the Torah, the song of Hazinu, the Torah says, Hashem says, Machatzti v'ani erpa. I have split, machatzti, like a machitza, v'ani erpa, and I will make a refua. I will heal that split. And there are many explanations of what that means. And one of the ones that's spoken about at length in Chassidus is the split that there is right now between the revealed aspect of Torah, Nigla, Gemara, Halacha, and Pnimiya Satora, the inner light of Torah, Kabbalah and Chassidus. They seem to be two different streams of Torah, two different types of Torah. But of course, it's one Torah from one God. Torah and God are one. And so, of course, ultimately, when Mashiach comes, the healing will be to see how they're really one. But in the meantime, it's always interesting to see when Kabbalah, Pnimisa Torah, says something different than Halacha. And this is an issue that's been dealt with over the past couple of centuries by many rabbis. What happens when Kabbalah contradicts Halacha? It's a whole thing. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But Lemaise, there's a fascinating fundamental Zohar on this week's Parsha. On the words that it says in the parsha, "Vahakol nishma base paro," which literally means "and the voice was heard in the house of Paro," but of course the context is that everyone in Paro's house heard that Yosef had revealed himself to his brothers, and that he was they were really his brothers, etc. The news, the shmua, the voice was heard in the house of Paro. But the Zohar points out that the words "vahakol nishma," which the Zohar right away associates with having our voice heard by God, v'hakol nishma, and the voice is heard. And the Zohar points out that the word v'hakol is written without a vav. Usually kol is kuf vav lamed, and here it's written hey kuf lamed, hakol without a vav. And so the Zohar says that what kind of voice is heard in davening? A kol without a vav, what does that mean? The Zohar says... That's tzloi sadi b'chashoi, prayer that's completely silent. Says the Zohar, lo itzter chlele barnash the mishma kali b'tzloi. Say one should not hear one's own voice when davening shmona esrei. When you are actually davening to Hashem, you should not hear your own voice, but rather to pray quietly belachash, ba'hu kala delay shtama with a voice that's not heard at all by any by anyone, including oneself. This is the prayer that's received always. And the sign and the proof of this is what the Torah says, that when the kol is without a vav, it's heard. Without a vav means that prayer that's completely without a voice heard. And the Zohar says that that's the meaning, what it says by Chana, we know, even according to Niglor, specifically according to Niglor, we learn a lot of halachas from Chana's prayer, when Chana prayed for a child in the Mishkan, when Eli thought she was drunk, etc. So one of the things that says by Chana is, her voice was not heard. So the Zohar is learning that means it wasn't heard by even herself. That's the prayer that God receives. And the Holy Shla, the Holy Shla says that that's what it means, that it means literally that when one daven shmon esrei, one is not supposed to hear one's own voice at all. Even You're not supposed to even hear one's own whisper. Now again, this is a question halachically, ask a local Orthodox rabbi. 
The holy Mincha Saluza, the Munkach Rebbe, said Halacha that one should not hear one's own voice when Davin Shmon Esrei. It's also brought Reb Chaim Vital writes that the Arizal prayed in complete silence. Nothing was able to be heard from him because of the majesty of God, sitting with complete awe and reverence before God. Completely, his voice wasn't heard. But the problem is that Halacha rules not like that. The Rambam, and so do the Shulchan Aruch and the Tur, they all rule halachically that not only can, but one should hear one's own voice whispering when you say Shemona Esrei. That when you're in ultimate prayer with God, you should hear your own voice whispering. And what does it mean, that her voice was not heard by Chana, that another person shouldn't hear it, but you yourself could hear your own voice, especially if it's going to make a person be able to concentrate better, even though the Shla explains that usually to make oneself concentrate better, kol me'er kavana, davening out loud, makes the kavana stronger. But the Shla says when a person comes to a state of dveikos, when one comes to a state of really connecting to God in a deep way, then of course a loud voice distracts. It has to be in a whisper. It has to be in a way that one, it's just the mouth moving without hearing anything. Now, Shulchan Aruch also says that one can't daven Shmon loud enough that others should hear. Like it says by Chana, that others don't hear it. And the source of that is what the Gemara says, It's forbidden to raise one's voice when praying, meaning to raise one's voice. We learn from Chana you can't. And the Gemara says it's forbidden to raise your voice because that's like... Almost like a false witness, like almost bearing that witness that God can't hear you unless you daven loudly. It's forbidden to daven loudly, but you could hear it yourself. But the riff, and there are others that have the version in the Gemara, not that it's forbidden to raise your voice, but rather that the Gemara says, Lemispal shetzorch shetet filosei belachash, that prayer has to be in a whisper, in silence. Prayer has to be in silence. And the Lubavitcher explains that whether it's a prohibition to raise one's voice or positively one has to have prayer in silence is dependent on how you look at what prayer is. Of course, there's two aspects to prayer. There's the external aspect of davening that what is it? What's prayer? What's tefillah? Bakashas tzrochav, asking for one's needs. But then, even in Nigla, the Gemara, at the beginning of Tainus, says what we say in the Shema, to serve God with one's heart. To serve God with your heart. The Gemara says, What does it mean to serve God with one's heart? That means prayer. So that's two different things. One is asking for what you need, which is a mitzvah deraisa, it's a mitzvah from the Torah. And one is to serve God with one's heart. And so, as explained in Chassidus, asking for what one needs is the external aspect of what you do when you're praying, but that's not the essence of what prayer is. Which Rabchaim Brisker also says, the essence of what prayer is, is feeling in one's heart that one is in the presence of God. When Halacha says that one should stand in davening like a servant before their master, it's not just an explanation of the physical posture one should have when davening, but that is the essence of what davening is, that feeling of standing before the king. And so if you look at prayer as asking for what you need, it makes sense that it should be really that one should hear it because it's like a servant asks from the master for something that you need. You have to say it orally, articulate it. 
But the Gemara says it's forbidden to do it loudly because God could hear it without you doing it loudly. You can't bear witness that God can hear otherwise. But when it comes to the aspect of tefillah, prayer work is work in the heart, in one's mind, in one's heart, bringing God into there, being conscious of the divine that's within and around, encompassing and within everything. That work of, of the heart has to be in silence. When you come into your inner world, in that inner place, sound is just an interference. And therefore davening, according to this version, is has to be balachash, has to be in silence. Prayer itself demands silence. And based on this, we could definitely understand why the Zohar says that prayer has to be complete silence, as we'll learn more about tomorrow.